that would just make one change for every video. So in one video, I'd try to do better makeup. In the next video, I'd do an intro. And then the next video, I would do a little whoosh transition. Being analytical has been the one thing that um, really changed everything. Welcome back, everybody, to the fourth episode of Content Creators Library. I'm Jeff Parker. I'm a web designer for content creators. In this show, if you've heard that little clip right there, we talk about the simplest strategy that you can use to get over 1,000 subs. Now, the strategy is very inward looking. You really have to analyze yourself, analyze your work, look at what you're doing, you know, put the effort into making stuff for your audience and not for yourself. And that's how you'll get to 1,000 subs or more. Just looking inward. It's really all it is at the very beginning, just looking inward, seeing what you suck at and fixing those things and seeing what's working and doing those things more. So that's a little intro. Let's start show. Fourth episode. Let's go. What's your channel's about? You know, who are you? Okay. Yeah. So my YouTube channel is called The Saffron Sage and it's about astrology and um, some spirituality and mindset, helping people find and follow their purpose. And um, yeah, I talk a lot about the different like astrology placements as well as like energy updates. So what people can expect, kind of like the astro weather and stuff like that. So what, what does, like for someone who knows nothing about that, like explain it like I'm five years old, I guess. So astrology is just when over time people, you know, the ancients, they would look up at the sky and they would notice patterns. And over time, they recorded those patterns and that became astrology. It's just noticing the correlation between what's happening in the stars and what we see in our physical world or our, you know, emotional world. So Western astrology um, is just one branch of astrology, which is what I do, which is what is more common, like in the U.S. Um, but it focuses more on people's psychological motivations or how they feel. So it tends to resonate with, you know, why they do the things they do and that kind of stuff. But then there's Vedic astrology, which tends to... Um, talk more about like the actual things that are happening so like a vedic astrologer will straight up tell you 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 won't find love like you're never going to find love <laughs> whereas in western astrology it's more like um it can predict things too but uh the emphasis is more on our own psychology and and how we feel and things like that where where'd you learn like where how how did you get into this i guess so I actually was into spirituality for a long time before I got into astrology, but basically I was seeking my own guidance. You know, I was trying to find my own way, trying to figure out what, what I was good at, how I could help people the most and tried a bunch of different other spiritual methods and nothing like nothing really clicked until I started learning astrology and it helped me make my YouTube channel better. It helped me to understand what I could focus on to be more successful and why some of the things that I, you know, tried doing before didn't work. And um, it's just been like this personal map to my own success. So uh, I was really sold when I started getting into it just because it, it was helpful and accurate and I could use it like right away. So then I started just incorporating it into the readings that I had already been doing and um that's how i got into it that's cool interesting when, when did you uh start 
your or when did you at least get more into like your channel on YouTube? As okay, a- so um, I've had my channel for a really long time, but I would say there was kind of a turning point for me around last February when I that was like right when I hit a thousand subscribers and I started really consistently incorporating astrology into my channel right around December. Um, so I've been studying it and doing it with clients. And then I started really doing more and more consistent. And that's actually when my channel really started growing more um, with like videos that um, kind of stayed uh, stayed in the algorithm, if that makes sense. Because up until then, it was just post a video, 30 views, and then nothing. And then post another video, 30 more views, and just no growth up until then, really. Just being consistent. Yeah, and I feel like just talking about the things that people want to hear from me, you know, not just what I want to talk about, but like, you know what I mean? Like what my audience wants from me. Yeah, makes sense. How hard was it like in the beginning? Was it like, because you have tons of videos, so was it just, how did you keep motivated? It was hard. It was really, really hard. I mean, I remember like some of my very first videos would get like 12 views and now I see people who get zero because I think just there's so many more YouTubers now than there was even back then. Um, I, I would have celebrated those 12 views more if I understood, <laughs> you know, what I know now. But um, it was really hard to stay motivated without any like, I mean, that really was the hardest part was that I couldn't see the potential of what it could become. Right. And I would get kind of burnt out. I would, um, I don't think I, I actually don't think I applied myself as much at one point because I just had this fatigue, you know, creator fatigue of like, when, when is this ever going to, like, it just was kind of hopeless. It felt for a while just because I wasn't hitting my stride. I wasn't, um, I wasn't really upping the skills that I needed to. I didn't know what skills to focus on to even make my videos better. So it just, I was a slow learner and it took me a while, but it was hard. And the thing is, is that, I mean, if I could go back and um, do it again, I would have just upped my skills for speaking and for my lighting and my camera and all that stuff from the beginning. And uh, I would have just done that a lot faster, I think. Yeah. So what what skills that you think, just what you said has, has helped you the most? Um, actually, I think the biggest thing is really just understanding the big picture of how YouTube works, understanding how the algorithm pushes content, understanding the difference between, you know, views that are from search versus views that are from browse and knowing, you know, what videos my subscribers are watching versus what videos are bringing in new people and having a balance of both of those. Um, I would say just And I mean, overall, I would wrap it up into just becoming the person who can handle all of those things, right? Because I can look back to my old videos and I'm like, oh my God, I was moving my head around all the time or, you know, like my audio sucked or whatever. And it's obvious to me now, but that person five years ago, it wouldn't have been obvious to me. You know what I mean? So you kind of have to just develop more of a business mindset, develop more of a success mindset to be able to look at your own self which is really hard 
in the beginning and and kind of criticize your own self if that makes sense yeah yeah like you want to think that you're doing everything the right way at the beginning and like you're 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 just not that's just just reality but if i can you know if i was more willing to see that you know being more willing to accept that no one is going to start out perfectly i would have succeeded a lot faster i would have grown a lot faster it was like a big mistake at the, at the beginning or at any time it could be like yesterday that you thought was gonna like this is it it's gonna take me wherever you think and it just failed i mean there's so many things that popped into my head when you asked me that one of them is trying to go viral like that's a mistake because that's not usually how it works you know usually how it works is people get a little bit better with every video over time and eventually your video is going to be really good. So just it's the mindset of thinking that if I only do this one thing on my videos, everyone's going to watch them instead of the mindset of like getting a little bit better each time. But also I think another big problem I had in the beginning was I I would compare myself to other people who were way, you know, way successful on their channels and try to follow their strategies or do what they were doing. And I didn't know that, you know, not everyone who has thousands of views is making money full-time. Like that's that's a thing. Like not everyone who has a big following is making big money. And um, so like just assuming that if someone looks good or, or whatever, that they, they must be rich. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then like, yeah, the mindset of like, I'm just going to do this one thing and it's going to change everything. That's another thing that tripped me up. And and then I think too, for me, like sharing my opinion, I know there are people out there who people want to hear their opinions. The way they come across really is entertaining, but no one cares what I think. <laughs> like, and that was a really hard lesson with my channel is understanding the difference between you know, creating content for myself versus creating content for the person watching. And it's, I mean, the the difference between I'm just expressing myself, which is the, those are the videos that got 12 views versus like, how can I help the person who's going to watch this video? You know, what do they need to know at this stage of the game? What order do they need the information in? And really, kind of shifting my focus, even though it's still me talking and me sharing my opinion sometimes, um, you know, it's not for me. I'm not the one watching, you know, so putting myself in the shoes of the person watching the video too. Yeah. I've been learning more about marketing and it's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's not for you. It's for them. Like what, what, what is your audience getting out of it? Basically, it's always about like, what are they getting out of it? Totally. Exactly. So do you think getting like, obviously everybody wants more subscribers. Do you always see this like 95% of people don't, like they're not even subscribed. So do you think subscribers is, do you think she like more views or subscribers? Like what do you put more stock? Yeah, I love this question because, um, you know, it used to be your subscribers got notified of like all your videos and subscribers used to matter a lot more on YouTube than it does now. Because, um, you know, as I'm sure you know, like people don't 
always see the videos. If you subscribe to someone, even as a viewer, you know that you have like 27 other people you're subscribed to. You're not going to see all their videos. YouTube's going to push whatever you just watched. So, um, I mean, I don't, I do think it matters though, because some of those subscribers are going to be your true fans, the people who want to watch every video. And so I think subscribers matters, but not, it's not like the most important metric. And then, you know, even views, okay, even views are not, every view on YouTube isn't equal. You know what I mean? Like one view of one person who was waiting for that video to come out and watches the whole thing and likes it and comments, that view is way more special to me than the view of someone who's never seen me before who clicks on the video and watches it for 10 seconds. And so even just knowing other metrics like uh, audience retention and being able to see which videos people are watching the whole video and which ones they're not, like two videos, like one video with more views could actually be a worse video than another video with less views if more people are watching the whole video of that one with less views. So being able to kind of understand the whole picture is important. And I still think like, of course you need views because if no one watches it, then, <laughs> you know, like, so the views are important, but really understanding. Um, I mean, I feel like videos that more people comment on are almost better than videos that more people watch, you know, like looking at the comments, looking at what people are saying, looking at whether they are complaining, you know, whether they are liking it, whether it's causing discourse, are they talking to each other? Is it controversial? Is it upsetting people? Then maybe do more of that, <laughs> you know, like, um, so I, I mean, I totally love that you're asking that though, because I think, I mean, even just views when your goal is to make money, like, a thousand, a hundred thousand, a million views of people who will never pay you, that's still not as good as a thousand views of people who are going to be your true fans. So I think it's, it's all about your ultimate strategy and um, whether it's getting you to that strategy, you know, that end goal. Um, what, what do you edit your videos? What's, what's... Um, what I use right now is Wondershare Filmora. When I started, I used Movie Maker, <laughs> and which is like free. They don't even make it anymore. I thought, yeah, I think someone asked on the Facebook group, and like, what do I do? This is going out. <laughs> Telling my new program. I'm screwed. Yeah. And I think eventually I'll probably upgrade, but I, I'm at a level where I wouldn't be able to use anything more complicated than that. So it works for me. Yeah. Someone else had used Filmora too. So it must work. So do you think it matters like people use to edit? Cause I know everybody's like, they're always searches like the best I don't know, editing program. You think you should just pick one, like your movie maker where it's called like, you're not the learner. They're all, the same. I mean, they're not all the same, but they're all, if you're just chopping areas off that don't work, they're all the same. That I agree with that. And I think I think for people who maybe have channels that are more aesthetic or more just footage or um, they're like, they are video, they're video people. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm an astrologer. So my videos aren't ever going to be like movie star quality. I don't want them to be. Um, 
but I think it kind of depends on your niche. But yeah, I don't think that matters like at all in the beginning because you have to learn how to use it either way. So you just, you do what you can do in the beginning. You're going to like, it kind of goes back to what we said earlier, where like you're in the very beginning, you have so much to learn that it doesn't like you can't pick the wrong editor, you know, you're, you're going to have to learn it either way. So it's up to you with whatever your budget is and how much you want to learn in the front end versus as you go. Yeah. I'm just starting. Like don't spend 10 hours searching the best, like you couldn't in 10 hours actually editing it, a video, 20 videos. So you're going to want a lot more than searching best editors, 2021. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, what are maybe like your best tips for editing to maybe edit faster or like, what's your, what, how do you go about editing? So for me, it's honestly, I'm, I'm not like a super advanced video editor. I'm really basic at this point, but one, one of the best ways to edit is to like in the filming, right. Is to know your topic really well and that I mean that's one of the things that made it way harder in the beginning was I sucked at like delivering the content to the camera while looking at it <laughs> you know so I had to edit a lot in the beginning because I had to edit out stupid stuff I said um, so like really knowing the topic getting comfortable with the camera even if it's over time it saves time if you can go almost a whole video without having to retrace whatever you said and say it differently it helps but then when it comes to the actual you know cutting you kind of have to find your own style I mean some people they do more like they take out all the space between their words I don't I don't like that style I don't think my audience wants that kind of style from me um and I mean I just do the easiest thing I can do the and I, I think that's where some people in the beginning will get really tripped up because if you try to be really fancy and you don't have skills like me you know I'm just I'm not really I had no training in video before I started my channel then if you try to be fancy it's going to be horrible but if you just do the best you can do, like the even a basic edit, it's not that bad to have just basic edits where you're just cutting or you're just zooming in a little and zooming out a little. You know, I use very simple um, basic editing and I like created a little intro for myself. So now it's not like super, super incredible, you know, expensive looking, but it's also not taken away from my video. You know, my intro isn't taken away from the video. So you want to make sure you're not experimenting in a way that it takes away from the video because of your own, you know, like if you're not, if you don't know. So I think, I think it's better to keep it simple when you're new um, so that the editing doesn't make your video worse, honestly. I think some people put too much stock into like, they'll just like, oh, I don't make a like a 30 second intro and it's like, that's probably not even what even you'd be worrying about at five subscribers or something like, like it's just not what you need to be worried about. You're so right. It's like content is king. Content is king. And I've seen so many people and this still kind of irritates me, but um, other people on my niche who have worse quality videos who are not even looking at the camera, 
they'll have their heads chopped off. Just total like things that would seem like mistakes. And they have thousands, like thousands and thousands more views than I do. And it <laughs> makes me crazy. But for every single thing that someone thinks you have to do in your video, there's someone out there not doing that who's doing well because they're giving their audience what their audience wants. Exactly. So you search any like how to fix a car, something like that. A lot of those videos are, they're, they look like trash. It's just how, because they're just like some camera, like what is going on? But when you're searching it, it's like, this fixes my problem today. Yes. Literally. You know, I don't need some intro, some 20 cent, like, this is the problem, fix it, you know? Exactly. So do you have, you like to like script your videos then? Yes. I learned that the hard way. Um, yeah, I used to think I could just like flow and just say whatever. And it turns out that's when I was spending way too much time editing because it turns out that's ridiculous. <laughs> but what the <laughs> But what I do, and I'm not, I mean, some people maybe depending on what they're doing, maybe that works, but it's not what people want from me. People want clear, concise, specific information from me. And so I have to be more organized if I want people to listen. And um, I I do like bullet points. I don't really like read an actual script because I feel like that takes away from like my natural language or just, I wanted to feel like they're in the room with me. Like we're just sitting here, you know, um, that's another important thing that was super hard for me in the beginning. I was just like trying to teach people stuff and just, um, thought I had to like put on a bit of a front, you know, and, and almost like, um, act like I was more, I don't know, professional or something, but, um, Basically, I just do, I, I do a script because there's no way in hell I'd be able to have a full, especially with like astrology. Astrology is really complex. And unless I'm doing my like new mood videos where I'm talking about, like I'm looking at the chart and I'm interpreting it, then I, I don't need a script for that because I know I'm, I'm like reading the chart to them almost, um, if that makes sense. So uh then I just tell them what I'm looking at. But uh, yeah, so yes, I, I script my videos. Yeah, like people put, they, like when you're watching someone else's video, you're not even thinking about if they're being professional or anything. But then like we put on ourselves, like I must, you know, get all like, and it's like, you don't even need to, like, that's not how you would act. Like that's not how you would act. You just don't come off as phony or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what, um, you know, gear or anything have you bought for your YouTube channel? Yeah, I bought, I bought a bunch of different stuff. I have a three point lighting system, um, which is not fancy, but they don't see that. So it's fine. <laughs> and yeah, I've upgraded my microphone a couple times and, um, before I had a different iPhone, I got a better iPhone with a better camera. So I, I make sure to use the the good camera on it. That's that's all I really use. I have like a, a tri I'm like looking around to everything I have. I have like a tripod selfie stick that I use for uh, certain recordings. And then I my ring light, I can also put my phone on there. So I have gear. I think it's important. I mean, maybe if some people, if they have just the right setup, they can make it work without it. But um, I'm always moving around, so I I have gear. 
know my, my wife has like an iPhone 12 or t- I don't know where the newest one is. It's so freak. I don't use it, but it's so freaking good. Is it? Um, yeah. Like it's especially like nights. I mean, I'm not, I would record at night, but like if you did, it'd be, it's almost like, it's like you can actually, it's like you're seeing through your eyes. Like it's actually like so good. Wow. Um, I, well, I've been thinking about doing that next instead of getting a camera just because I don't know. I might want an iPhone anyway, so I'll keep that in mind. So uh, I saw you have a website. Um, do you think this, like, do you think this has helped your channel grow? Or do you, I saw you book like consultations and. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I, I appreciate that question because I feel like, I mean, it all depends on what your goal is, you know, and where you're at in the process. I understand how some people in the beginning, maybe they don't want to make the investment for their website, you know, quite yet. If you don't really know what your niche is or who you're helping, it's probably a little premature. But once you know who you're helping and what you're selling, I think for me, having a website is one legal, you know, so I can have the terms and conditions and tell them what to expect for what they're paying and have everything be legit that on that side. Um, and then, you know, having an email list, you know, like having people sign up to a freebie, be on my list. I can, you know, I, I definitely emails like the other thing I do besides YouTube that I'm been the most consistent with, because, um, you know, some people don't know that you don't own your YouTube channel. They can shut it down at any moment, but same with Instagram, same with all the social medias is you don't own what you're doing there. You own your email list. Like that's yours. It's your content. So, I mean, I've always, luckily I, I was exposed to that concept pretty early on. So I knew the importance of it. Yeah. I think like you're, you're relying on someone else's, you know, system or something. And that's, that's fine. But like, hundred percent, you should have your own, your own system, your own backup. Like it's, you know, people use email, whether it's fun or whatever, like you should have your own system in place in case they they decide to monetize you tomorrow. They decide to like, you know, like astrology, it just starts banning channels or anything, you know, you have a backup at least. Totally. Yeah. And just, I mean, I think it's, it's kind of debatable there. I think there are some people who are able to run their business without a website and they're still professional and it still works for them. Like I think of a certain coach that I know that charges a lot, is very professional and works with really high value people. It's just not part of his business model, but um, that's because he's always meeting people in person and that's not part of my business model. So since I know that I want people to book with me online, I just, I can't imagine doing that without a website like there's just no way i would expect someone to take me seriously or see me as a professional yeah so do you put like your links in like the uh like youtube your youtube channel that's how most people get to it like does anybody search it so i think that's a big thing about youtube you can use it as like a marketing and like i mean i don't know if people search but they're not searching your website no one knows but you can use it totally like a platform free video, like it costs money to host it. So it's literally free. Like, why would you not do that? If you have a website and you have a system like you do. Yeah. Um, I'm sure people aren't searching my website because I don't have, I don't have it optimized for that. I'm not, um, blogging or, um, doing anything that would 
really bring people to it besides YouTube. So, um, yeah, I have it. I have the link to my website and my videos. And um, like now YouTube has like a like kind of part of your banner. You can put your links there too. So I have several different freebies that I have made over the years that people can sign up for to kind of encourage that a little bit more. And, and yeah, people are, it's working. If that's what you're trying to ask, like, do people come to my website from YouTube? Yes, they do. And it's because of those free offerings that I have. Yeah. So besides YouTube, do you like, do you have like social media? Do you promote your videos elsewhere? I know someone like when you first, this is what I've been told several times when you first start, like, no one's probably searching your stuff. No one, I mean, just the reality, like in like 30 views, like post reviews to Facebook, tick, or not tick, whatever, at different areas. Cause that's where, at least in the beginning, you're probably gonna get most reviews. Yeah, I have done that sort of off and on. I have a Facebook page, I have a Facebook group, I have Instagram. Um, and that's, I mean, I've done some TikToks, but I, I really suck at that platform. <laughs> But, um, I, I have, you know, I have, I do post my videos because there are people in my Facebook group who will, will go watch them. Um, not a ton, but, and I've done a little bit, you know, played with posting them in groups and stuff too. And so far, really the best thing for me that's really worked has been making content that is searchable in YouTube or Google, or, you know, really answering specific questions or figuring out what phrases people are searching for and I feel like I kind of got lucky with astrology that there is certain kinds of content people are looking for that is popular enough that people are looking for it but not so popular that I don't stand a chance in the algorithm and that's I mean that's what killed me before when I was doing all the other content that I've done is that I could not get, I could not rank in the algorithm for anything in my niche. Like not everything was so like oversaturated. So um, even, even just like finding ways to break my content into more, you know, like you talked about earlier, you know, what are they searching for that they need that problem fixed right now? And really trying to, it's hard to wrap your head around it when you have never thought like this. I, I think for me, it has been kind of hard to change the way that I think um, because I don't naturally think like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, that I don't, I don't post videos too much, but sometimes I do. Yeah, that's cool. So have you used like shorts or anything like that? It's basically TikTok or then you had to use it. <laughs> yeah, I would try to do shorts. I see other people doing them well. <laughs> I, I'm not great at doing short short form content um at this point uh I've I've done it a couple of times but I don't I don't know I and I see other people now everyone seems to be doing them they're they're getting more popular um but I haven't I haven't really jumped on that bandwagon and I think it's good if you're good at making short term content you know little tidbits or you know maybe if I had more money I might invest in having hiring someone to chop my videos up to be that size so I could just you know but I I don't have the patience for that right now so I, I think it's valuable I'm not avoiding doing them because I don't see the value in them 
uh, as much as it's just not, I haven't added that to my to-do list yet. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you keep up with all of the posting and video yourself? Like, how do you, because that's definitely. This is like one of the hardest things because it's, it's like you kind of, you need to be everywhere, but you can't, you know, most people can't like right now I can't not actually do all the platforms that I would like to. So I have to play to my strengths. Like I know that I can be really thorough. And so YouTube is my, my main uh, place because I know that it's, it's what people hear me say three minutes into the video that makes them like, you know, there's like an aha moment and the, there's no chance for that in a short, um, if that makes sense. So it's just playing to your own strength. Some people are going to be better at doing quick little tidbits and other people who are, you know, super, super gorgeous are going to probably do better at Instagram or people who are photographers, right? So, I mean, I think playing to your own strengths and finding the balance between um, being willing to learn a new skill to be on a platform that's getting more, you know, more traction versus like drilling down on what you're already good at. I don't know. It's, and it's different for everyone. Cause you know, some people are going to be really, really entertaining or they're good dancers and they can do TikTok really well. That's tough. It's fun to see sometimes, but I just like, I don't know. I don't know how they're making any money off of that. I mean, I'm, I'm, obviously they do, but it's just like, I don't know. I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another thing too, is considering like going back to who you're trying to reach, how old they are, where they hang out, you know, there's, de dem you know, like TikTok is mostly a younger demographic, more more people that are older are starting to get on it, but it's still more young people than anything else. So I don't want some 18 year old booking a reading with me and then, you know, like, I don't know, telling their mom something, you know, like, I just, I don't want little kids booking readings with me and having to make sure they're 18, you know, and just like, that's not even my demographic. So, um, that's that's one of the things is figuring out where your ideal clients are hanging out and i think more of mine are in facebook groups than anywhere else so um if i'm gonna do anything not on youtube it would be probably that so where, where do you get help like to or who do you you know look up to or who do you search on youtube or anyway? yeah 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 that's a great question i feel like um, some of what, I mean, some of what I've done over the years is just kind of invest, you know, I've invested in some different coaching programs just to learn some of the main skills. And so having, just having some understanding of what marketing is and how, even though I'm not a coach, but even doing some coaching training, uh, to really understand what is the business model and how to set one up and and what is market research and and learning all that stuff. But also like when it comes to YouTube specifically, um, some of the people I followed when I was newer were Daryl Eves and Roberto Blake. Those were kind of the two that I um, paid the most attention to. And, you know, I learned a lot of the basics from them. Um, 
just YouTube mindset. And what happens is no matter who you follow, for the most part, they kind of say the same thing over and over, you know, like everyone has their own philosophy. So, um, you know, listening to someone to tell you've kind of picked up on what they teach and then sometimes moving on to the next one that can teach you the next thing. But um, another one that I follow more now is Film Booth because they they teach like more about vid- video, like the video aspect of YouTube. Um, now that I have more of the philosophy, I actually also bought Daryl Eves' book and he talks a lot about step-by-step in that book, how to look at your analytics, how to pull up different metrics to see which videos are really the most successful and then how to write titles for, you know, better videos. And it, that book really helped too. Sounds very in-depth that you're, you're going to more, you know, you're not just making videos, you're seeing what's working and if what's, if what's not, you're, you know, kind of growing obviously, but you're, you know. Yes. No, I totally think like that's the difference between me, you know, taking years to get to a thousand subscribers to taking, I mean, it's still been like nine months to get to 1600, but still, if you consider over time, the difference, you know, over time, that's going to build a lot faster. And um, yeah, is being able to look at what I'm maybe doing wrong. What can I correct? Really analyzing the data, letting the data and the numbers tell me what's better, you know, really looking at which videos over six months old are still getting watched. Um, Those kind of little things are what has made my channel be growing faster this year than all the years put together. I saw like in like when I was looking at your videos, you tried different like thumbnails out. Was that like, did you learn this didn't work? Cause there's like, there'll be like 20 or whatever, 20 like that. And we'll change each time where it looks like you upped your game or, you know what I mean? Like, you thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I have tried a lot of different thumbnails out because, um, like the ones I had before just didn't convert very well. I've tried. I tried hiring Fiverr people to make thumbnails for me, which was good, but also kind of a nightmare. Like if you've ever tried explaining what you want someone to do visually in an email to someone who doesn't speak English, like it's hard. It's really hard, but um, like that, that was good because it forced me to take a step back imagine what next 10 videos I'm going to do and tell someone what to do so it had its benefits um and then I was like I've tried making my own really awesome gamer type thumbnails I took a course on Udemy for how to make thumbnails I like and then those ones didn't do that good (laughs) I'm so mad I'm so mad because just my basic Canva thumbnails that took me like 10 minutes are the ones with the picture of myself that I hate (laughs) are the ones that do really good. But the thing is, whatever I think is going to do really good never does. Like the thumbnail that I'm like, this is the thumbnail that is going to be the best. It'll get like 2%. And so one of the things Daryl Eves says in his book is to have like make like three thumbnails for each video and that way if it doesn't perform well immediately in the first hour you can change it you can see that it's two percent and your normal is like ten percent you just change it and um 
sometimes I'll go back and I'll change old videos. That's actually a another tactic I learned from someone else is you can change the title or the thumbnail of an older video that stalls out. And sometimes that will cause it to get some uh, momentum. But yeah, I've I've tried so many different changes with thumbnails because I mean, it's it's like, I'm sure someone else said this, but it's like having the best present in, and you didn't even wrap it, or it's like wrapped in really ugly paper. Like no one's going to know what is in your video if they don't click on it. Yeah, we're very visual. I mean, it's obviously it's YouTube, but it's, I don't, I don't know when it looks first, but it's like thumbnail, title. I don't know what they look at first, probably thumbnail, obviously. And if it's, if it's a no, then no, you know what I mean? Skip. Totally. Um, oh yeah, this, how, how, do you like plan out your videos before, or do you, before, like, are you like this week I'm making, I don't know, two videos next week, next month, there's like, how far do you plan out ahead? Yeah. So since some of my videos are like monthly, every new moon, so I have three per month that are like kind of set for me just because every month I can do a new report on the monthly and that's what I've been doing lately. Um, beyond that, I consider what my goal is, right? So like one of my goals right now is to a Patreon where people can pay like 10 bucks a month or something to watch more videos from me. And since I want to do that focusing on life purpose, because I know that's kind of the, the niche that I have within astrology is like helping people find their purpose, understanding their North and South node, which are like points in the chart that are about purpose um, and like evolving and changing and becoming a better person. Anyway, my point is, since my goal is to launch that Patreon, I want all of my videos right now to lead them to that Patreon. And so um, the answer is yes. I plan out my content based on whatever my current goal is. When I'm just wanting, if I just wanted more readings, I would be doing different videos on charts so people can kind of see uh it's like giving them a taste test of of you know what I'm actually going to do that and making it interesting and then they're going to want to book with me um and the, you know like what is my goal I always think about what is my goal if my goal is I just want to grow right now I would be doing more um videos in search and those are like the videos on different placements and so um yeah I really do plan whatever I'm doing based on what is my next goal? How can I reach that goal? You know, how can I get the the viewer to right now it's sign up for the waitlist for my Patreon? And I think I watched your video on that, on like how to do a course. Um, and you talked about, you talked about that. You talked about kind of interacting with your audience, which I wish I knew that like years ago, <laughs> but it's such good advice, you know? Thanks. Oh, this one. That's my last question. I can't remember now. It was. We'll skip it. I, I have all these like questions you're talking, and they totally lose my mind. That's okay. Um, what is Zoria's your mis mistake? So, what's maybe like your your best success tip or something you tried that like actually did work out, like you thought it was going to? <sighs> um. Okay. So. It's not like I knew nothing that has ever been successful on my channel is something I thought like this is going to be it. 
anything I ever think this is going to be that it, that thing, it always does bad. So it's like detaching from what I think is going to happen and just kind of trusting and allowing whatever does happen, you know, allowing however many views show up to show up. But I mean, the best thing I did was those North Node videos, but I didn't know that when I was making them. So what did I do right? I just kept making videos. <laughs> like I kept making content that I wanted to make. And, you know, now that I have at least a set of videos that have done well and kind of um, from the time that I was making them really kind of outdid the other videos, now I can look back to those videos and I can watch the retention. I can see what parts of the videos people stay with and that I can cut out whatever I'm doing on the other stuff, you know, where people drop off. Like that's, that's been a huge um, success tip is to um, use the feedback to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Because I mean, I could even be doing things well before that, but because I didn't know how to really look at it and measure it and just be analytical, you know, be analytical and not be so attached to my own creations. Um, I, I think the phrase kill your darlings comes up because I don't know who said that, but it's like, it, it can't be about my own attachment that it's like that just squashes everything. So being analytical has been the one thing that um, really changed everything because now it's, it's not personal either. And that was another thing that really got me in the beginning was I took everything personally. Every time nobody watched, I thought it was about me. And it's so funny because looking back on it, my videos sucked. <laughs> But I just, I, I didn't know how to detach my own self-worth, how I felt about myself from what I was creating. And that, I mean, that has also changed everything. I think everybody does. Like you can just see in like the Facebook groups where someone will like, I got three views. Should I quit? It's like, just relax and just like, you, like you definitely should detach yourself and be like, just make the video, put effort into it. And just, you know, the comment or whatever happens, happens, look at it, try to get better. Just like look forward to, you know, for tomorrow. Cause it'll just yeah. go crazy, literally crazy. Like three months ago, why is this video not working? What's, you know, I'm quitting YouTube or what? You know? That's so funny because it, I feel like you could do that on day one where it's like, oh my God, I made one video and it didn't. You know, it didn't get, people think like you're going to make one video with no training, no training in speaking, no lighting, no camera, <laughs> no, no, nothing. And you're going to just get famous overnight. And it's, it's so hilarious to kind of look back on that mindset that I had and just, it's so silly. Like, yeah. And just being willing to get better. I mean, I think that's another thing that I don't know, like it can be really overwhelming when you're doing something like YouTube or an online business and you you want to succeed, but you don't even know what you need to get good at yet. You know, like when you're brand new, you don't know what your skills are necessarily. At least I didn't. You know, maybe some people coming into it with business acumen or in certain fields have different, you know, paths where they already know some things. But 
I majored in Spanish. I didn't know anything about business or, you know, how to think like a business person or how to um, get better, but just deciding to like make one change. That's another thing I did around February is I would just make one change for every video. So in one video, I'd try to do better makeup. In the next video, I'd do an intro. And then the next video, I would do a little whoosh transition. And so it was like, I could do that. I could gradually do just one thing at a time. But if I tried to do that all at once, I would have just been so overwhelmed that I couldn't, I couldn't. But I mean, I just, I think what you're talking about, it makes so much sense because, you know, if we are in it for the the long-term success, and we're not like, of course, you have to learn something to get better. Like, that was something that I think I sucked at early on was I would just make a different video instead of like, upgrading. And so that made a big difference. Yeah, you really got to get better. Like you're saying, just look at yourself, what your mistakes are, which no one wants to do. I mean, it's just the reality. No one wants to think they suck. But they probably done I mean, that the game. It's just how it is. It It is. And it's so funny because we, gosh, we just, we don't want to see that we are not already there sometimes. I mean, I, I feel like that really applied to me bad where I just assumed I'm already going to be good at this. Like I kind of assumed I wouldn't have to learn anything. And looking back, I'm like, wow, why did, why did I think like that? You know, but the sooner, I mean, if I could go back, that's one thing I would change is I would I would come at it from the perspective of I'm going to learn how to do this instead of from the perspective of um, like people are going to watch my videos. <laughs> when I, I talked to someone else earlier, his first video got like, I mean, now it had like 12,000 views and like the second video had like a hundred views. And he's like, he felt like this is it. I'm done. I'm going to be a full-time YouTuber. This is easy, like 12,000. And it, you know, it's his first, he was just lucked out and the rest like dropped. And he's like, yeah, that didn't happen, man. It was, it was a long drive. <laughs> but it was, it was funny because he just like, this is it. 12,000, I'll get 50,000 next time. Right. You know, because he thought it was easy. And I was like, I was wrong. Right. Oh, that would be, yeah, that would be hard to to face that almost harder, you know, that that ego death. <laughs> well, I think that was the last question. Um, I appreciate you getting on. No, thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. And this was fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Where do we find you? Everything like that. Yeah, you can find me at YouTube. My channel name is The Saffron Sage. And you can find me also under that same name on Facebook, Instagram, and um, that and my website at thesaffronsage.com.